Our apostle reading this morning comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, and can be found on page 1820 of your Red Pew Bible. Listen now to God's word. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through Christ, his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Good morning. My name is Meg Johnson, and I've had the enormous blessing of serving as youth ministry coordinator here for the past two years. I have said it before, and I will say it again, but having grown up in this church and having known and loved many of these youth for most, if not all, of their lives, it really is like a family. In light of our theme this year, I guess you could say that our roots are deeply connected. The blessings of community have been made evident to me through them, and I'm so grateful. Our theme today, Rooted in Love, evolved out of this year's study of Faith Foundations. Why do we do the things we do as followers of Christ? And most importantly, what do these foundational practices teach us about who God is and who we are? What is this love that we are rooted in really all about? Today, you are hearing from two youth who have been learning the answers to these questions of faith alongside each other for their entire lives. So they are here alongside each other to share some of the things they have learned. It is an absolute joy for me to ask you to join me in praying for our preachers this morning. Let us pray. Father, thank you for roots. Thank you for grounding us in love beyond our understanding. Thank you for using other people to help us understand that love more deeply. Jesus, shine through the words shared this morning and speak to the hearts of those speaking and listening. We thank you for being our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Good morning. For those of you who don't already know me, I am Jackson Warner. I was born here, and I am a senior at Glen Academy. I have a sister, Eliza, studying in Florence, Italy, and a brother, Hart, and Macon, attending Mercer University. Next year, I will also continue my education at Mercer University as an engineering major. Here in the church, you can find me in the basketball gym, up in the youth suite, or trying to find my mom because she's always running around. <laughs> I spent my preschool years here. I have gone to Presbytery summer camp since I was little. I have participated in or helped with VBS since I was a kid, and I have traveled on many mission trips with the youth. Emma and I will now do our best to share a word of faith with you. We have grown up in this church and listened to countless sermons, and now it is our turn. Good morning. 
So now that you know everything about Jackson, let me tell you a few things about myself. My name is Emmy Daga, and I'm also a senior at Glen Academy. I have had the privilege of growing up in this church and going on countless mission trips during the summer. These trips have allowed me to get closer with the fellow youth here. Sadly, but exciting enough, I will be leaving the small island that I grew up on as well as moving away from my tight-knit family this fall. I don't know how I'm going to do this because I still find myself asking my mom to call and make me a hair appointment or calling the dentist when I have a toothache or even asking her to make me these amazing egg and cheddar English muffin sandwiches in the morning. I think you get my point. I ask my rock star mom for help all the time. That being said, I am glad to say that I will be going away to Queen's University of Charlotte in the fall, along with improving my tennis game as I join the Queen's tennis team. I have been playing the sport of tennis almost my whole life. When I first started playing, I always went to clinics. It was not, on, it was not until later on in high school when I decided to do a private lesson with my coach. During my private lesson, I got one full hour of one-on-one -on -one time with him. Now don't get me wrong, those lessons can sometimes be dreadful, especially when your coach is tossing you a million balls, making you run from side to side to get each one. But when I look back and compare a clinic to a private lesson, I realize I am more focused and I am able to hit so many more balls in that one hour of a private lesson compared to the hour and a half clinic with four other players. Because my sport doesn't require eight other people to get a practice in, I could go to the courts and get a hitting session in by myself. I'm able to put my headphones in and serve a couple baskets of balls, or even get the ball machine and hit a couple of baskets on that. I don't need a bunch of people to improve my tennis game. I just need my dedication to get, of getting out there and hitting to allow me to improve. One of the biggest highlights in my life is the fact that God has given me the talent to play tennis at the college level. I have received over 112 different emails from schools all over the country. I was in the computer lab when I got my first response from Queens University. Jackson was actually right next to me in the lab when I read the email, and I turned to him so fast, mouth wide open, and just grabbed his shoulders and shook him and said, oh my gosh, Jackson, the Queens coach emailed me back. His response was, oh, cool. <laughs> Quickly after that, I took a picture of the email and sent the picture to my family group message. My dad was not a fan of Queens University at first, and that disappointed me. I remained ecstatic about the college, and I soon gained a strong relationship with the head coach. My parents finally decided to go and visit the college, along with visiting the coach and the team. Let's just say the visit was a success, and if you ask my father now about what he thinks of Queens, he will tell you it is a perfect fit for me. I know that I have God and my supportive family to thank for this opportunity. Even though the Hidalgos are a team, I still go on the court as an individual. I warm up alone as well as play through my matches alone. Because I don't have a partner next to me, I have to keep myself motivated with my head held high. My parents are there to cheer me on, but it's up to me if I win or lose. Tennis often feels like an individual event for me. I also play tennis, but my experience has been a bit different from Emma's. During my sophomore year of high school, I decided I wanted to play a sport for Glen Academy. I played soccer and basketball when I was young, but I wanted to try something new and be a part of a team. That year, my class schedule included a tennis class. Even though I had just picked up a racket, I really enjoyed playing. I thought to myself, maybe I should try out for the tennis team in the spring. And one of my really good friends, 
played on the team too. I went to a tennis clinic to prepare for the tryouts where Emma introduced me to some of the players and I quickly grew relationships with the people on the team. I made the team and I've been playing tennis for a little over two years now. Since my junior year, I have played doubles. It has been exciting but difficult at the same time. Doubles tennis involved a slight learning curve because it is different from playing by yourself. Communication, shot selection, and knowing when to move into the court are just a few of the skills I've had to improve with my partner to be a consistent and successful doubles team. I view tennis as a team sport. I've never played in individual tournaments and I've always had a team by my side to help enhance my game, celebrate victories, and cheer me on. One of my favorite things we do as a team is before every match, we huddle together in a circle to pump each other up and get loose. Moments like that strengthen our bond. In March, our team, boys and girls, hosted the Golden Isles Invitational on Jekyll Island. It was a tournament with other really strong high school tennis teams in Georgia. After some really competitive matches, the boys team advanced to the championship round. We had one more team to beat to take home the trophy. Before our final match, we were nervous but ready. Our match was so close that we had to play a 10-point tiebreaker to decide the winner. As we began our tiebreaker, I realized our other doubles team was playing a tiebreaker on the court beside us. Everyone, the fans and all the teams, were crowded around our two courts. We kept playing our tiebreaker when a cheer went up because our other doubles had just won. Now I knew my match was the deciding match. If my partner and I lost, the team would lose. If we won, we were the champions. My mouth got dry and my racket got shaky, but we eked out a 10-8 to win in the tiebreaker. My teammates rushed out onto the court and we all congratulated each other. I was ecstatic because this was the first time my partner and I had led our whole team to victory. It was a good feeling. My tennis community goes beyond just the players. The fans that support and encourage us during our matches are a huge advantage. Pastor Bob is one of our biggest fans. I can't even remember a time when he has not come to watch a match. I've also learned so much from my coaches in the short time that I've played. Beyond tennis, they have taught me important things that I will need in life, such as respect, motivation, and responsibility. These lessons have helped me grow into a young man. Like tennis, I view my Christian faith as a team. This church has provided a priceless community of friends and role models for my life. Our scripture this morning is a, pr- is a prayer Paul wrote to the Ephesians. It reads, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Paul's words remind me that my faith is not only my relationship with God, but also my relationships with God's people. Through my years growing up at SSPC, I've had many opportunities to serve Christ. This past summer, I traveled to Honduras with a group of members from the church. The trip was my first time out of the United States So a mixture of anxiety and excitement filled me before we departed. When we left the States, we flew to Tegucigalpa, the Honduran capital, and drove to an orphanage for children with HIV-AIDS called Montaña de Luz, which translates to Mountain of Light. 
During the trip, we engaged in constructive physical work, such as repairing a razor wire fence and renovating a cement patio. But the most fulfilling part by far was spending time with the kids. I enjoyed participating in competitive UNO matches, playing soccer, and learning Spanish with them. Witnessing the profound love the children had for everyone, considering their circumstances, left a lasting impact on me. And I know that it would not have been the same without experiencing it with our whole mission team. I feel that being part of a team is an important part of my faith. Yes, Jackson, you're right. The Christian faith can be looked at as a team, but it can also be looked at as an individual. It's important to build your one-on-one relationship with God, just as it is important to share God's love with others. As I can get more out of an hour of a private lesson than a group clinic, I can have a more intimate conversation with God when I allow time for it to be just the two of us. One-on-one time with God is such a valuable feature in the life of a follower of Christ. The verse in today's scripture that stood out to me was the very beginning of Paul's prayer to the Ephesians. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Some people find their energy while being around other people, and others find their energy while being alone. I find my energy while being alone. If you ask my little sister or parents how much alone time I spend, they will all three tell you a lot of time. I value my alone time. Last weekend, my family went up to Virginia, and we had the luxury of driving up there in my mom's sporty Honda minivan. As we were in the car, Sophie said something to my dad that really stood out to me. She asked him, Hey, Dad, isn't it kind of relaxing driving a long time because you can just have all this time to think? I thought about it, and I don't know about you, but I think so much when I'm alone in my car. You know, when you're driving and you have your favorite music on and everything is just calm. Before I go to bed, my thoughts are always running wild. I was actually going to bed when I wrote this. I cannot fall asleep because I had all these thoughts running through my head about what I should write in my sermon. But my alone time is precious, and that's when I feel the closest with God. I feel close with him when it's just him and me and nobody else. God is my rock, and I have to always make sure our bond is stronger than any other bond I have created in my lifetime. Our faith with God is individual. You have to create a relationship with him by yourself before you can add anyone else into the picture. The scripture of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Your relationship with God will strengthen continuously as you spend essential one-on-one time with him. As we are personally committed to Christ through our baptisms, you, our community of faith, have helped two infants baptized right here grow into graduating seniors who are preaching today. And as we leave this place to travel to college, to Queens and Mercer, we take with us the memories of growing up in this church family. And we know we have your prayers and support. We do love being rooted in this community of faith. And in this next chapter, we also carry with us a strong foundation to nourish our personal relationships with God. If the Christian faith does not begin within each of us, it never begins. But if the Christian faith ends with yourself, it ends too soon. Whether playing tennis, traveling with our family, serving on mission trips, or even beginning college, Paul's prayer is a reminder to us all that with our hearts rooted in love with Christ and rooted in our love for each other, our lives will be filled with the fullness of God. Amen. Amen.